Can't be. Anto had already broken the law, often. He had hurt people, robbed, burglarized, and stolen money. But he had no idea what Kiesling was talking about. Kiesling remained dogged. Don't try and talk your way out of it. You're lucky I don't call the police. I've talked everything over with Frau Malandra. As of this moment, you no longer work here. Gather your things and get lost. You're banned from here. Kiesling's voice was growing increasingly loud, and his posture made it clear that he was prepared to throw Anto out on the sidewalk with his own hands. Susanna and the other two guys had come out of the kitchen to the front of the restaurant to see what was happening. Anto got angry. Are you trying to pull one on me? I've been working here for four weeks for two euros an hour, and you pull this? You don't even want to fill this stupid training position. You're just looking for an idiot to do the dirty work. I'm not going anywhere until you prove this bullshit to me. Kiesling lunged at Anto with his large hands and seized him by the collar, trying with all his might to push him out of the cafe. I'll send you packing, you little shit. I always said I didn't want scum like you in this restaurant. Anto resisted, hoping to free himself from the stranglehold, but he had no chance. Susanna and the kitchen workers looked on silently. Continuing to struggle, Anto got hold of a plate. Without hesitating long, he smashed it full force into Kiesling's face. The plate shattered and fell to the floor in large chunks. Kiesling's face bled from two deep cuts. He turned white as chalk, let go of Anto, and clutched his blood-smeared face. Then he slumped down. Susanna howled and ran into the kitchen. The cook and dishwasher stood nearby, gawking. But Anto tasted blood. He screamed every imaginable insult and gave Kiesling, cowering on the floor, two powerful kicks to the chest until his boss only lay there motionless. Anto leapt the Morricone through the main entrance. No one tried to stop him. The mere thought that he had spent an entire month of the summer in that cafe only to have a fast one pulled on him in the end was all he could take. He did not feel sorry about Kiesling. He'd gotten what was coming to him. Anto thought about Anna. He always called her when he didn't feel good, but he had hardly been able to reach her lately. They had broken up six months ago after having been together for a year. Anna had been Anto's first long-term girlfriend. She was not exactly perfect, but he liked her. She had a nice body and was refreshingly easygoing. She had fooled around with a few guys before she got together with Anto, which had earned her a reputation as a slut. But Anto hadn't cared. He didn't have much to choose from anyway. Women preferred Ben and Stelios to him. Everything had gone pretty well with Anna, even if Anto could never be completely sure she wasn't maybe cheating on him. The reason for their breakup was something else. In tears, Anna told him, after a night when she had taken a lot of drugs, that she had gotten pregnant by him at the beginning of their relationship, and that she had aborted the baby a month later. Anto did not know if she had done the right thing or if he might have preferred to keep the baby, but the fact that the whole thing had transpired behind his back was the last straw. He couldn't see past it and broke things off, even though it hurt him. He had not seen Anna since then, but now and again they talked on the phone. Being alone was harder for him than he had thought it would be. 
and in his weaker moments he wished he had let Anna back, although he never would have admitted that. Malicious rumors had been making the rounds about Anna since their breakup. She was supposed to be on coke and speed all the time now and would screw anyone in town. Anto didn't know whether to believe that crap or not. The guys said stuff like that a lot. But who even knew if there was anything to the stories? He couldn't reach Anna on her phone. Only her voicemail answered. Anto walked in the direction of the subway. It was now almost 8.30. Anto passed people streaming by on their way to work. He was beat. What was he supposed to tell his mother and Stefano? His mother had put a lot of hope in the training position. Anto didn't want to think about it. He decided to go to Stelios's and talk with him about what he should do. Stelios lived a few minutes away from the subway station. Everyone called him Steel because he was so hard.